I mean, yeah, so it, we can just do like a little mini thing about Bowfinger since we watched Bowfinger yeah. the other night. And if you don't know anything about Bowfinger, it's just a hidden gem from 1999, uh, directed by Frank Oz, written by Steve Martin, starring Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy plays two characters, which are twin brothers, essentially. What, what essentially happened was we saw this and then we went back into, we saw this and then another 48 hours, like a day apart. Mm -hmm. And it's just like seeing the good Eddie Murphy movie and then seeing another 48 hours and then having to talk about another 48 hours and not talk about this it just seemed wrong yeah it's just like a, it's just a really nice hidden gem you know we get a lot of movies nowadays with uh because eddie murphy just did a movie like this a couple years ago called dolomite is my name and it's basically like a you know a making of a movie that's like a really bad movie which is what bowfinger is which is what bowfinger is but we also see this with like the disaster artist we see with ed wood um but bowfinger is almost like the the original version of the story because it's not based off of a true story it's not based on anyone it's they're all fictional characters but what's so interesting about the movie and you talked about it how it's surprising that they haven't rebooted this concept was which is that they're basically going to film a movie and they're going to make their lead of the movie not be aware that he's in the movie so he's just going to be going about his business then actors kind of come up to him and they they act with him and he's all confused but it also works because there's this other subplot with eddie murphy's character being like a super paranoid like he believes in aliens and he thinks people are coming to kill him so then when people start coming up to him and giving him dialogue from an alien sci-fi movie he like he gets to the point where he mentally cracks and he believes it. And well, yeah, it, it all, it all builds up to the moment where they need to convince it's the they're filming the climax and it's the climax of the movie. They yeah. need to convince him to come with them and shoot a car chase scene. And then he turns to his friends and says, like, I'm the character. I'm Keith Kincaid. Like, <laughs> like, like he, he cracks, <laughs> he cracks. And, he, and he believes that the movie is real. So then he, the climax is him playing the movie as if it were real because he is insane. Yeah. Or, and, or he is he has snapped. And even if a lot of this stuff is ridiculous, I think we wanted to talk about it because when you have a movie like 48 Hours or even another 48 Hours where the script is just kind of like, it's just trying so hard to keep your attention, right? And it's just doing all these kind of boring kind of things to do it. This movie, Bowfinger, this is such a tight script. Mm -hmm. And this is such a good script. Everything comes back around. Everything's, it's got a great opening. It's got a great ending. The characters are great. The music is great also in it. And it's it's directed beautifully. And the performances are fantastic. I don't know. It's just, I just really like that movie. I think that if you like movies about making movies, you, you should watch it. This is like, yeah, this is like the classic. And, you know, Eddie Murphy's had a really interesting career with how many movies that he's done even just with sequels and then other action movies and you know then he, you know all the bad comedies that he's done and Bowfinger's just this little hidden gem from 1999 where he just gave this amazing performance like he plays two twin brothers and I was like this is this is amazing like he looks completely different even though it's him well he plays them differently too like yeah, every little in his thing body. It's, it's really like it really showcases that talent of playing multiple roles in the same movie whereas like you know something like Nutty Professor I feel like just kind of bashes you over the head with it yeah because there's no makeup in this they just give his brother like glasses and then he just slouches a little bit and he just and he does like the eyes. thing with his lips yeah, yeah it's just like, like teeth and the braces yeah all yeah. of it so that's why it's even more impressive because this is before Nutty Professor even comes out I believe. Yeah. And you have him doing this great different character work, but he's not even in makeup. They're just giving him braces and different clothes. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare where you just kind of get like all these really talented people together to kind of work. And I was really surprised that Steve Martin wrote the script. And I was really surprised that Frank Oz was the director on this. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense because it's like, you know, they've known each other since Little Shop of Horrors. But yeah, Frank Oz just like coming in and 
like he's on set like doing yoda and he's like what are you doing i'm like he's on the set of phantom menace <laughs> he's like oh yeah i got a movie coming out this weekend too george and he's like oh yeah what you what's it called he's like it's called bowfinger it's about a guy who doesn't know how to make movies he tries to make a movie and then george is like oh where'd you where'd you think where'd you get the inspiration for that from and he's like oh nothing don't worry about it uh the i always like it about these well i guess you don't really see it in like the biographical version of these movies but in this movie like the climax of the film comes up with the climax of the film within the film yeah. uh I, I think it's really interesting when you find a movie especially from like 1999 that's this funny and it's so like funny in a way where it's like they're obviously like trying to be funny and steve martin you know like when he performs like he's going over the top but he's like you know he's a he's a sleazy over the top wannabe producer director but there's just subtlety still within that that makes it really funny it's not like i don't know how to describe it i mean a lot of the movies from the 90s you have like adam sandler and chris farley and kind of stuff like that where there's slapstick humor in this movie but it doesn't it knows that it's funny i think it's a very confident movie yeah and even just uh looking at comedy but more so from the character you have all these all the biographical ones. Uh, I mean, this is a big three. It's Dolomite is my name, uh, Disaster Artist, and Ed Wood. Um, they always try to make the to make the protagonist, the guy, the guy who's making the bad movie, like redeemable or likable. And Steve Martin in this one, I guess, because he's acting in it and writing it, he knows that he can just rely on his own charisma and he can just make the character a scumbag because the character is really like not redeemable uh but it's still funny and you're still rooting for him not because of his character necessarily but because what he's trying to do is just so ridiculous you want to see it like work well the mistake that they would maybe make is that his movie's really good or that he thinks he's a really good filmmaker but instead it's just his pure ignorance yeah he's, he's kind of like tommy wiseau yeah where he's making these movies and we never we never actually find out if people like his movies which i think is another smart decision that they mm -hmm. make because it's just about making movies with your friends yeah to the point where when, when he finally gets that deal from the fedex truck and we cut to like you know china or where do they go yeah it's a uh, it's like taiwan I taiwan think. Yeah. they cut to taiwan he ends up just putting himself in the movie with <laughs> Eddie Murphy's character. Yeah. So that is, I think, the arc of kind of like that character to where it was never about success. It was never about, it's just about them seeing themselves on the big screen and then yeah. being friends and doing it together as a group. Because even when they go to Taiwan, he brings everyone back again to be in the movie. So it was always just about, you know, having friends and family. It, it's really funny seeing the like the more independent movies like Ed Wood and Disaster Artist be more about like the drama of like making movies and then this yeah. big hollywood budget instead of being about the drama of it it's not just about the comedy and it's yeah. just about the it's 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 a movie this one is like the only one that's actually a movie about making a movie yeah uh, things that are like this like disaster artist or like the bio the biographical movies not necessarily they're always about the character they're about the you know the whatever the biography is about well they always have a con uh, a similar thing of don't let anything stop you from following your dreams. Yeah. And then what you said, why they make the characters redeemable, they all also almost give them like a low moment in all these movies where we get to see why they're doing what they're doing, why we why we want to root for them. Um, and this one, there's not really that moment. I think you want to root for Steve Martin the same as you want to root for those other characters, but you want to root for him just because... <sighs> you want. I think you want to see him fail. <laughs> I think so too, a little yeah. bit because he's just so like he's just so silly he's just like a kid yeah that wants to kind of do stuff uh, well, that's the thing is he is and he's paying for it and he's stealing stuff and that's the thing is he he is so close to the edge constantly he is like when he is 
pretending to be on the cell phone in the restaurant with Robert Downey Jr. and the and the wire is just hanging out. Like you're just waiting for him to get called on his bullshit. Yeah. And you're you're watching the movie to see what happens when that happens. And it's not until the climax that it actually does. But he gets out of it. And then he gets out of yeah. it because he blackmails. Yeah. Someone. So it's just really interesting how they're able to balance the, the levity because it is at the end of the day, the stakes are low. It's just about making movies, but then see like these horrible people. And like uh, a big scene that I really liked was uh, when they were trying to get Eddie Murphy to cross the highway <laughs> and he's just straight up lying to him and saying, these are all stunt drivers. If they get too close to you, they'll stop. And it really just that scene where it's Steve Martin being a scumbag and Eddie Murphy being terrorized. It shouldn't be funny. No. It's, it's abuse. And he makes it across the street. And, and then he makes it do it again. And, and even on top of that, it's such a great scene because you would expect that scene to be like in like a nowadays movie to be like kind of edited really kind of like choppy and like over the top screams and like, ah, ah, and then maybe he would kind of get there and then a car would hit him at the last minute and he would flip in the air or something. Yeah. But in this, they play it super straight where it's just amazing that he makes it across the highway and it looks really good. Like whatever effects they had to do to pull that off, like it looks really good. I'm pretty sure it was just layering mats. Yeah. Um, well, just so I just think with, with those other movies, the Ed Wood, the Dolomite and the Disaster Artist, their intention is to try to inspire the dreamers of the world to be like, go out there and never say no. But I would argue that Bowfinger is a movie that really kind of, I think, inspires you. Like, yeah. If you want to like do something like that or do anything artistic, I think you can get the same amount, if not a little bit more of like motivation after watching a movie from watching Bowfinger just as much as you get from those other ones because there's not like a, a serious moment ever in Bowfinger. Yeah, they always, the, these other, the bio the They open movies. it serious. They open it serious about how he's like failing. So therefore we understand whatever he's going to do the rest of the We movie. know why he's a scumbag because he's desperate. Um, but yeah, like with these other ones, it's always about art. Movies are always art. In this one, movies are just an excuse to like have fun. And that's ultimately what the characters want. Because it's not like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to have to go back to Ohio or whatever. And then like, it, he never asks that question. Yeah. It's, it's always just, I need to keep, I need to stay in the industry. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just something like simple and pure about yeah, that. I mean, even his apology is just, could have worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, recommend go watch Bowfinger. It's on HBO Max. And it's it's a good movie. It's it's a rare comedy that is actually funny from the past. It still holds up. It's directed really well too. All around, just great movie. We've got to get to the alien antenna before the summer solstice. You must hurry. I'm Keith. <laughs>